shut up, you listen to my monkey mouth. As a companion, when you got pun on the canoe route, popped in a portal and got in a fight. Elias knocked him out. Bow, Marco fighting style. Bow, you'll see he tapped out. Bow, we win, we get crowned. Monkey mouth, monkey mouth, monkey mouth, monkey mouth. Alright, what is up? Armchair Army. This is Joshua, Armchair Mixed Martial Arts. This is the 11th iteration, and on this episode we're going to be covering UFC 275. It's been an interesting week for your boy. My brother's about to be having a baby in the next few days. Um, my kiddo's just growing like crazy, my dog's cute as ever, and I'm enjoying the shit out of doing the podcasting stuff. And so we're going to keep the dice rolling. Uh, just got through recording the first episode of The Ones Who Woke Up, which is my newest podcast. Um, got a lot of stuff going, man. Got the website, got monkeymouthstudios.com up and going. Um, got a lot of neat stuff happening on, on the armchair and on the mixed, uh, on the armchair MMA and the Monkey Mouse Studio side of things. Um, obviously, recently we got the, the video upgraded to where we're getting some better videos going. Um, and so hopefully you guys are enjoying it. Um, like I said, I know I'm really enjoying doing it. Uh, but to the point, UFC 275 was a fucking fantastic fight card, man. From top to bottom, uh, it was fantastic. I mean, even in the early prelims, I mean, hell, we had a girl in the early prelims get a performance of the night bonus so uh it's it was it was literally fireworks from top to bottom uh yuri prokosna won the light heavyweight title took it from glover and this was a dog fight this absolutely made it to my best fights list um it's it's one of those ones that's gonna gonna go on for a long time as one of the best fights ever man uh was back and forth, man. Yuri was taxing Glover on the feet for the longest. Glover was taxing Yuri on the ground for the longest. But as the fight went on, Glover started taxing Yuri on the feet, and Yuri started taxing Glover on the ground. Uh, it was crazy. It was crazy up until the very last minute, and uh, Yuri wound up choking Tashera, uh with like no hooks in. No, nothing. Just big, strong guy choking a tired, a tired human being, and uh, got the tap uh, with like less than a minute left. I'm not exactly sure whenever it happened. Oh, okay, it was four minutes and thirty-two seconds into the fucking uh, fifth round, and so there was literally twenty-eight seconds left on the clock whenever he got that. And it was just a war the whole time. Uh, just as much respect as I could possibly ever have for both these guys. Uh, put on a fantastic fight for us that uh, I believe that uh, you know Glover he didn't defend it uh, he never got a defense with the belt so he's probably not going to get an immediate rematch um, and I know that Jan stopped Yuri uh, on Yuri's way to the locker room and like shook his hand and they had like a pretty uh, fun exchange where Jan was like uh, you know man I love you I can't wait to like talk with you the way you just talked with Glover uh, in the octagon it's gonna be great and uh, Yuri like blew him a kiss and uh, I think that that's the appropriate next fight uh, I think that Yuri is gonna turn back another member of the old guard I think that Yuri um, wins another war against Jan 
Uh, I think that he's just that dude. Um, he's got clearly good enough anti-wrestling, and uh, you know he's able to get out of there. He's tough. Like he was, he was able to make it off the ground several times against Glover Teixeira, which is uh, something to be said. So I mean, that kind of I believe speaks for itself. Um, you know, next for Glover, I mean, there's all kinds of crazy fights you can do for Glover. Uh, it'd be interesting to see, you know, who's up there. I mean, I, I believe that Magomed Akalev's got a fight coming up. Alexander Rakic's got a fight coming up. But, I mean, there's all kinds of guys. I mean, Paul Craig, it'd be, oh, man, I'd love to see Glover and Paul Craig fight. Paul Craig uh, is another jiu-jitsu ace, man. It'd be fun to see him fight, you know what I'm saying? Paul's on the come up. Um, Glover is on the come down. Where's Where's Paul? Number eight. Yeah, it might be a little low. Maybe you do. Maybe you do Glover and like Dominic Reyes or, or someone like that. I don't know. It, it, they're all going to be fun fights, right? Like these are all big, strong, talented guys who have like all the tools in the world to finish however they want. So uh, it'll be nothing but fun fights wherever they wind up lining it up. And like I said earlier, I believe that the next thing for Yuri is going to be Yuri versus Jan. It's a Buffalo Trace. I love that shit. You can't fucking sponsor me. You're getting the free advertisement already. Yeah, yeah. Give me, give me money. Pay for, pay for the studio. I don't need a lot of money, at all, bro. At all. My overhead's not very high, thankfully. Women flyweight Valentina Shevchenko defended her title against uh, Talia Santos. What a fight. What a fight. I mean, Valentina Shevchenko defended her title for the now seventh time, which is just fucking extraordinary. Go her. She deserves every bit of the clout she's getting right now, man. Like, she's goat, goat status for sure. Um, but Talia is a beast. Um man, was like winning all the grappling exchanges, uh, was winning all the clinch exchanges, uh, was clearly looked like the stronger person, which is crazy because, uh, Valentina, like, looked like an immovable object whenever, uh, Andrade tried to pick her up, and Andrade is known for picking girls up and dropping them on their heads, so, uh, you know, there's clearly, like, levels to the core strength that some of these girls have, and, uh, Talia's clearly got it, and so, um, I could, if, if they had given it to Talia, I wouldn't have been surprised. I wouldn't have been upset by it either. Um, I had it 3-2 for Valentina, so I feel like they got it right ultimately at the end of the day. But, uh, you know, hey, I, I ain't too worried about uh, how they're shaking down. All I care about really is how I feel about the fight at the end of the day. Um, over here in Strawweight. It is Strawweight, right? No, it's Flyweight. Uh, I mean, who's next, bro? I mean, who do you feed to Valentina? I mean, you got Caitlin Chikagian, Lauren Murphy, Jessica Andrade, Talia Santos, who she just binked, Alexa Grosso, uh, Manon Ferro, uh, that French, French, I believe she's French, maybe she's Canadian. It's a French name. Uh, Jennifer Maya. Jennifer Maya is a fun character on the come up, man. I love how she's got really good jujitsu and she can kind of wade off into the striking uh, with reckless abandon, uh, at least with disregard for you taking her down, right? Like, there's something to uh, fighters who are good enough off their back that they feel as though they can walk into the fire without having to be concerned about you shooting. Because 
they're going to strangle you. And it makes them to where, like, they are, like, whenever they can completely disrespect one of the things that you use as a tool in the fight, it makes them to where they have, like, an advantage right there. And so it's, it's a lot of fun whenever you see that type of shit going down. I do not know who you feed to Valentina, though. Like, feed her two girls. I'd say feed her, feed her Alexa Grosso and, and Vivian Araujo at the same time. See how it goes. That's that's my thought on that. Um, but for Talia, I mean, bro, she didn't lose any stock. Like, she's number four, and she's still number four. Like, she, she should not go down at all for taking this L against Valentina Shevchenko. Um, there are fun fights. There's all kind of fun fights, right? Um... Maybe you give her someone like Andrea Lee, right? Somebody's going to go in there and fight real hard. I mean, because she's, she's like a striker, right? It's like her, her thing, right? So give her someone fun. Um, you know, maybe don't necessarily make her fight someone that's above her, right? There's only two girls, three girls above her. and Let her kind of uh, get her get her wits back about her after fighting one of the best. But um, if she wound up fighting any of these three girls in front of her, I wouldn't be upset about that either. And I'm not entirely certain what their schedules are looking like right off the top. But... Um, the bottom line is there's nothing but fun matchups for that girl at 19 and two, and with the level of knockout ability that she possesses, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a really fun fight anywhere she goes. And again, Valentina Shevchenko, I don't know what to do, but make her fight a bear, you know? No, really, I don't know what to do. Uh, women's strawweight, uh, we had Zhang Wei Li and Joanna Jacek. This was incredible. I couldn't believe the way Wei Li put Joe check out. I don't think I've ever seen. It's just a hard game, bro. I hate to see Joanna go out face down, ass up like that, man. Like, it's, I, mm, mm. You always want to see them right off into the sunset with, like, a W, right? But, like, this, this sport is just <laughs> not friendly like that, man. And uh, I also wasn't expecting it, man. You know, uh, I thought that she was going to definitely have a few more fights to go. Like, I definitely thought she still had a few more fights to go, but, you know, she's talking about wanting to be a businesswoman and all these other things, and she's just grown as a person. She's got other opportunities available to her where she can make more money by taking less damage, and um, I think that anybody would, would want to act the way that she's acting. You know, she's, she's cashed out. She's put in some good work. She's a first ballot Hall of Famer. Like, if anybody wants to argue that, we're not going to argue. We're going to fight. Um she's a legend in the sport and so uh all the respect to her i love that dc gave her all the time in the world to say everything she wanted like there was no like pull the mic away energy at all um you know she she deserved her moment uh, and, and she was given as much time as she wanted and i thought that was really dope and i really appreciate dc and the broadcast team for doing that for her um cause she's a she's a she's a good girl and uh i'm, I'm excited that she's gonna get to go off and do some big things. I don't think that she's going to trend down at all uh, after retiring. I think that she's, you know, got all kinds of all kinds of influencer viability, you know, with, with social media and the way things are these days. I think that she's just going to blow up. So I think she's going to continue to do good. I think she's going to parlay her money that she's made and her brand that she's built for herself and parlay it into some really cool stuff. Or at least she's going to try, and I know I'm going to be pulling forward the whole time. Man, nothing but bangers on this card. The next fight was Jake Matthews versus Andre Fialho. Jake Matthews was on some video game shit. Dude looked really great. Like, really, really, really good. Like, looked like me on UFC 4 type shit. Sponsor me UFC 4. I'm talking about your brand already. 
fuck y'all. I'm only gonna run ads from my website, from my merch. Fucking fuck y'all. Yeah, it's gonna be great. Bye. Buy armchair mixed martial arts gear at mugmouthstudios.com. That we don't have merch yet. We'll get there. There's a store. It's like bullshit. You can't buy anything. But it's there. Click it. I'll know if you click it. Oh, yeah. I was talking about Jake Matthews. I fucking digressed into bullshitting. Uh, Jake Matthews was a fucking beast, bro. Like, his boxing was out of this world. Literally was on like a whole other level. Like he couldn't miss. I think that one of the one of the commentators even was like, Jake Matthews can't miss type energy. Um and I mean he made it halfway through the second round, Andre Fialho didn't. He was a tough guy, man. Like he took a he took a bunch of those shots right on the chin and like was a was a tough dude about it. Like he, he got to show off his toughness badge, that's for sure. Um, but at the end of the day, man, um Jake caught him with a with a big shot and put him right to sleep, uh, and it was was violent. Had his leg like folded up behind him, you know. I'm talking about the the, the scorpion pose or the lawn, the the lawn chair pose, whatever it is, where they drop and the leg folds back up behind them, and they like lean back over it, and you can really fuck your leg up. It's really not what you want at all, at all. Thankfully, they have refs in there who know to like take care of it quickly. Shout out the refs. The refs are like the unsung heroes of the whole deal. Like they, they do they do really good jobs in the UFC. I've been to some uh, local events where I feel like they did not do as great a job as they should have. Makes you really appreciate the work that those guys do at the UFC. Uh, up at that level, right? They don't work for the UFC, but you know, they effectively do. But and they're doing a good job. Herb, all those guys who do a great job. Uh, Jack Della Madalena uh, looked exceptional. Ramazan Amiv looked great. Um, his wrestling was good, man. Like he, he was trying to do what he was trying to do, but um, Jack was well coached, man, and uh, and was able to get out of some of the grappling positions he put him in, some of the clinch positions he put him in, and uh, his body work was just out of this world, bro. Um, like really, really out of this world. Hit him hit him in the body like several times and I think he wound up folding him with a big left hook to the liver and uh, he wound up turtling up and catching like three four big shots to the, to the side of the head while he was turtled up trying to catch his breath it's crazy man how them body shots bro they shut you down you know ask DC about it you take one you're fine you take two you're fine you keep taking them you're fine you're fine you're fine until all of a sudden you take one and you're not fine anymore and that's what happened to him is he took one too many and he suddenly was not fine anymore at all and he had to he had to turtle up and uh jack was not about to let him off the hook at all and uh jack got the finish um yeah halfway through the first round so really really exceptional performance i'm really happy for the guy mm. buffalo trace man let me tell you On the prelims, Sungwoo Choi lost a three-round decision to Joshua Kualbo. And this is a real fun fight. They banged the whole time. I enjoyed it sincerely. Um, Mahashate, though, uh, man, with a incredible, like, drop-you-on-your-face-asleep type of knockout over Steve Garcia. Um... Yeah, keep an eye out on Mahashate, for sure. He's he's someone who uh, I have a lot of stock in, uh, especially after what he did last night. Brennan Allen 
uh, got a five, got a three round decision. He's always good. He's always, always, always good. Like good everywhere the fight goes. Reminds me of almost like a, a Leon Edwards type, if that makes sense. How Leon's good everywhere. Um, you know, like you don't you don't gamble on Brendan Allen losing because there's nowhere where there's any like exploitatively bad place for him to be in the octagon ever. Um, you know, things that could happen at middleweight. I mean, I don't believe he's ranked at all. So, I mean, he would if he was to do something, he'd be fighting someone at the the end of the rankings, right? Andre Munez, Chris Weidman, Edmund Shavazian. Chris Weidman's probably still out with his fucking leg being blown apart. So Brad Tavares up there. But, I mean, I don't even know where he's at in the rankings if, if they feel like he needs to be fighting anybody in the top 15 yet. But, uh, you know, I know I got a lot of stock in him. The guy's really good. And uh, I wouldn't be upset if they gave him someone in the top 15. Then uh, the only other fight I want to talk about on this card is Silvania Gomez Juarez. Wow, uh, we're talking women's strawweight. Girls packing pop, bro. I mean, literally, beat Liang with a with a single right hand. Like everything else was academic. Beyond that, right? The left hook that put her like down on the ground entirely was like for the scholars to talk about for me to for me to talk about you know what i'm saying that's that's it though no, that right hand that one two that she did whenever that girl was walking in on her was a pretty fantastic fight ending sequence so uh really really good on her so again ufc 275 great card i enjoyed it from top to bottom literally we had a girl in the early prelims win a win a win a bonus so and then the the fight night ended on Yuri choking out Glover with 28 seconds left in the fifth round. So, I mean, literally from start to finish, it was pure fireworks. Um, but now we're going to take a look back um, at the fights that happened between 274 and 275. Uh, and so there was a Jan Blakowicz versus Alexander Ratchet fight card. Um, Blakowicz got the uh, TKO in the third round, uh, a minute and 11 seconds into the first into the third round. Um, the Polish power's still there. You know what I'm saying? Don't sleep on Jan, right? He's just fighting the top, the, the tip of the spear. And, you know, he got caught with a big hook by Glover, who packs big heat, as we saw in the, uh, at 275. And uh, I believe he's next in line. Uh, you know, he, he turned away an up-and-coming Alexander Ratchet, who is a beast. And so, yeah. I think he absolutely deserves the, the next shot uh, against Yuri. And we're going to see how that goes. Ryan Spann, Superman, uh, got the submission over Ion Kute Laba. Um, just such long arms, bro. Locks up chokes from weird spots. Um, and so good on him. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what they wind up doing with him. I don't believe he's about to be fighting anybody in the top 15, but we can talk about the bottom guys in the top 15 there. we got Dustin Jacoby, Jimmy Crute, Johnny Walker. Oh, Ryan Spann, there he is. Okay, so he's number 12. Excuse me. Uh, I guess typically I see a, I see the stat here on my little notes, but I guess I, I made a mistake on my notes, so I'm sorry, Superman Spann. You're number 12 right now. Uh, and so Nikita Krilov, Jamahal Hill. Oh, man, Jamahal Hill is a fun fight for him. That would be great. Vulcan Olsdemir would be a fun fight for him. Dominic Reyes would be a fun fight for him. The only really one I wouldn't want to see him in would be Paul Craig, just because um, 
Paul Craig's so fucking mean with that BJJ, bro. I don't want to see anybody who I like fight Paul Craig. He's going to break your shit. Like, for real. He's going to fucking break your arm or choke you and hurt your fucking ego, bro. Like, that guy's a, that guy's a problem. Let me tell you, he's a problem. Um, but who am here to talk about Ryan Spann, not fucking fangirl about Bear Juice. Um, but, yeah, I mean, there's there's plenty of options is the bottom line, right? There's there's nothing but killers lined up ahead of them who are all working towards the top as well. And uh, I think I think Jamahal Hill would be the fight that I'd want to see. I know that I believe I saw uh, something that showed that Jamahal Hill had a fight coming up, and I can't remember who it is. If it's Ryan Spann, I'm going to be fucking elated is the bottom line. Beyond that, we had uh, Davy Grant got a TKO a minute and a little under a minute into the third round over Louis Smolka. So Davy Grant is got a lot of pop. I mean, it's kind of a salty record, but who doesn't have a salty record in the UFC these days? And so, uh, you know, things that are happening at bantamweight right now are. You got Rafael Asanso, Jack Shore, Sean O'Malley, Ricky Simone, Frankie Edgar, Pedro Munoz, rounding out the the bottom third of the top fifteen over there. And so, uh, you know, if they feel good about him, he could probably go up and fight any of those guys. But honestly, um, I don't know if he's on that level yet. There, these these guys are all like really, really fucking badass. Honestly. Sean's probably the most suspect out of them all, and he's fantastic. Oh, well, I don't know. Frankie Edgar might be even more suspect now. Frankie Edgar's chin's gone. At least it seems like that. God forgive me for saying that. I love Frankie Edgar. I've been a fan for years, but it's been rough, man. It's been rough. I keep hoping they give him someone kind of lower in the rankings so that he can get a good rebound W. We're going to see if they ever decide to do that or not. Uh, Caitlin Chugagian won a three-round decision over uh, Amanda Rivas, which I was expecting, right? Caitlin Chugagian's hands are fucking fire. Fire, fire. Um, eh, that's all we're going to talk about on that card. Uh, the next card is UFC Fight Night Holm versus Vieira. And Caitlin Vieira got the five-round decision over Holly Holm. I did not agree with this. I thought it was bad. I thought it was bad. I thought it was a real bad decision. I didn't agree with it. But, I mean, even DC, I think DC was like, man, there's a there's a judging convention coming up here soon, and I can't wait to go so I can learn how to watch mixed martial arts. Because he picked it wrong, and he felt pretty strongly about it. Michelle Piera uh, got a really fun win over Santiago Ponzinibbio. Uh, I mean, dogfight the whole time. Santiago is a little more technical, but was throwing loopier punches. Michelle was throwing straighter punches down the middle and, and like teep kicks up the middle. And I think that like teep kick up the middle was probably one of the big differentiators. But Santiago was throwing some really really good uh, leg kicks and stuff. So uh, they both look good. Um, I have nothing bad to say about either of the men. Uh, Michelle Pierre is ranked number fourteen right now. And so, you know, there's fights like, uh, there's guys like Lee Ji Lang, Joff Neal, Michael Chiesa, Neil Magny, Sean Brady, Jorge Masvidal. That's probably as high as he's going to get to reach. I mean, you could go as high as Steven Thompson, Vahense Luque, but we're all the way up to number six at that point, and he's number 14. So he'd probably land somewhere between, you know, number 13 and eight in his next fight if I was to gamble. 
they're all fun fights, right? Sean Brady's a beast. I think he's like a like a real, real problem. Like a real problem. We're gonna see where he winds up landing. Neil Magny's like tying GSP for the number of wins in in, in the division type shit. So he's obviously a problem. Um, Jeff Neal hands a steal, fighting out of Dallas, Texas. I'm always gonna be pulling for him. Texas pride, you know what I'm talking about? Lone Star State. But uh, no matter how they wind up going, I think that it's going to be a fun fight, right? Uh, Michelle's always a fun fight. That's just the bottom line. He's just now even reeled it in to where he's like holding it together. Chidi Njunkai or Njokwani. Chidi Njokwani. Excuse me for butchering that. God damn trying my best here I got a 1A high school football fucking education bro I was like get him through so he can play offensive tackle type of education but uh, he got a fascinating knockout about with about 12 seconds left in the first round Um, it was emphatic the dude is on the come up Uh, they're expecting a lot of really really big things out of him and as am I Uh, he's a fun fighter the next fight night was Volkov versus Rosenstroke. I missed the main event, hitting a dab, being an idiot. I didn't think you know, these guys usually start slow. I was expecting it to be a 25-minute bore fest, um, but it was not. Um, Alexander Volkov, I mean, I, I've gotten to see the fight since. I mean, it was 2 minutes and 12 seconds. And, uh, you know, Alexander Volkov's good, you know? Like, he, he, he packs maybe a little bit more heat than I gave him credit for. Um... Yeah, it was great. I mean, the, the way he finished him, he, he hit him, and he knocked him against Cage and stormed him, and um, was just too much. It was just too much. Uh, and so uh, what, what I would expect to be next for old Volkov, I mean, man, he's got to fight someone up the chain a little bit probably, right, because he just got the W, so he's now... I mean, he might have one more gatekeeper fight blocking someone from coming up before he gets to fight someone up there again. But, I mean, he's kind of middle of the pack in terms of the top 15. So, you might, you know, I don't know if you want him to be really doing too much gatekeeping. So, I mean, they're fun fights, right? I mean, Curtis Blades, Tom Aspinall, Ty Tuivasa, Stipe. There's always John Jones floating out there at heavyweight these days, but I don't think that he's anywhere close to getting a John Jones fight or Stipe or Cyril. So, I mean, it's probably like Tom Aspinall, Curtis Blades, maybe a Chris Dawkins, maybe a Chris Dawkins. Who knows? Who knows? Um, but I know I'm a big Alexander Volkov fan. Um, I mean, I came in and was like, he's going to be a fucking five-round boar fest. The point is that he's a technical striker. He's a really, really good striker, and, and he'll pick and choose his shots and not get hurt, and he's going he's gonna to win the fight, typically. Uh, he was who I had picked to win the fight. Um, but you can't ever really count out Biggie Boy, considering how he literally like hit Hoster over him with a hand grenade to the face. So uh, at any point, uh, Jarzinho can win the fight, and so that made it really kind of iffy. Uh Mavsar Ivoev uh, got the, the three-round decision over Dan Ige. Um, dude, 16-0 for a reason. Guy looked faster, crisper. Like, I'm a big 50K Dan Ige fan. And, uh, yeah, Ivoev, like, was that dude that night. Um, they're over in featherweight. Let's see what's happening in featherweight real quick. 
That's Alexander Volkanovsky's division right now. I mean, so Mavzar has moved up to number 10. There's guys like Bryce Mitchell, Giga Chikadze, Josh Emmett, Arnold Allen, Chan Sang Jung, Calvin Guitar up above him. Um, man, a fight like Giga would be a lot of fun. Giga would be fun. Uh, I think that uh, Mavzar fancies himself a wrestler, so, I mean, Bryce Mitchell could be a fun fight, right? Bryce Mitchell's a real fun dude and a real fun fighter. But they're both on the come up, right? Like, I don't know if you'd want to, like, at 9 and 10, have them knocking each other off. You'd want, you know, 10 being fighting someone between, like, 7 and 5, and 9 fighting someone between, like, 6 and 4 in a, in a perfect world in Josh's world, right? So, um, you know, if it's a perfect world in Josh's world, he's fighting someone between Josh Arnold or Josh Emmett, Arnold Allen, Chen Sang Jung. I mean, Josh Emmett's on the on ice. He's fighting here in just a couple weeks. Arnold Allen, um, he's on a rocket ship right now. I don't think that they're going to have him fight anybody behind him. Chan Sang Jung just lost a fight to Alexander Volkanovsky, so that's probably the guy. I would say Chan Sang Jung would probably be a, a fun fight for for Masvar. Uh, but we're going to see what Sean Shelby and them think. At the end of the day, I'm not I'm not that guy. Uh, Lucas Almeida got a, a TKO a minute into the third round over Mike Trezano. Real fun fight, 13-1. and one. Keep an eye out for him on the come up. Kareen Silva got a, a submission 4 minutes 55 seconds into the first round. Um, her jiu-jitsu's killer, bro. Watch out for this one. Like, if she's, if she's fighting, maybe put some money on her getting, like, a, you know, second round submission. Second round submissions out of her are probably going to be safe bets. I mean, not, that's not a safe bet to pick literally the the finish, and where it's going to go with the parlay on it's going to be nice. If you if you nail it, you're going to be drinking Buffalo Trace on me. Hmm. Sponsor me. This shit's good. Ode Osborne got a first round knockout over Zaruk Adashev. Always international names, bro, be getting kind of difficult for your boy, especially the more I drink. So, coming up, because <clears throat> that's the last of the fights between 274 and 275. Looking forward to 270. Uh, looking forward all the way to 276. The next set of fights between here and there is the UFC Fight Night in Austin, Qatar versus Emmett, which me and my boys are going to be going to. My birthday is the 20th, and uh, it's going to be happening on the 18th. So if you catch me down in Austin, we're having a good time. Fuck with me, you know what I'm talking about? But it's headlined by Calvin Qatar and Josh Emmett, and <laughs> it's going to be a crazy fight. Like, I'm not going to be missing that one. It's going to be a standing room only. You can probably guarantee that much. Um, Josh Emmett packs all the heat in the world. Only seven, 17, only two losses, bro. So, uh, yeah, he's a, he's a tough one, bro. Ain't no telling how the fight's going to go. Calvin Katar's probably, like, got the tighter punches and uh, the more, like, uh, rounded stand-up game. But Josh Emmett's the better wrestler um, and packs more heat. So it's, like, an interesting matchup, right? Like, a, a really, really interesting matchup. And I think that... Uh, everyone that you know who's gonna win the fans the co-main is Donald Cerrone and Joe Lozon which is fun man um, this was supposed to be on a card a couple weeks ago and something happened Cerrone got sick and so now it's here 
and I get to see them live. Know what I'm talking about? Um, if I had to pick, I'm probably picking Joe Lozon. I'm being real honest. I got a lot of respect for Cowboy. I got a lot of respect for Joe. Um, but uh, I feel like Joe's been looking a little better in his last couple fights in Cowboy. It's just the bottom line. Uh, we got the Dirty Bird, Tim Means, and Kevin Holland. Oh, those are two fun characters, and we're going to have fighting one another, man. That's 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 fun. That's a fun fight. Um, i got to go uh, Kevin Holland, right? Uh, that's where my heart lies. Um, I'm a big Kevin Holland fan. He's out here saving the world. I think he's, like, f fucking fucked up three people at three different Waffle Houses at this point type shit. He just seems to always be in, like, the, the right place at the wrong time to do some heroic-ass shit. And I'm here for it, man. He's a good dude. We got Joaquin Butley versus Albert Duryev. I don't know nothing about Albert Duryev, but I'm gonna tell you with a name like that, he's probably gonna try and wrestle. Uh, but Joaquin Buckley is super athletic. We're gonna see uh, how good his takedown defense and stuff is. More than likely, considering the name of the character that he's fighting, I wonder if he's gonna bring old boy Detroit Self Defense Feller back in the octagon with him. That'd be great. I'd love that. I thought it was fantastic when they when they did that last time. Damir is Magulov versus Guram Karatuladze. Yeah, I don't know either of these guys, and I can't pronounce either of their names. But Damir's twenty-three and one, and Guram's twelve and two. Obviously, Damir has the experience advantage, but they both have good records. I don't know about either of them, dog. I hate to be. I hate to just be that fucking straightforward. Julian Marquez, though, I know that name, the Cuban Missile Crisis, I'm talking about fighting Gregory Rodriguez. I actually know both these guys. Um, Gregory Rodriguez was um, the champ over at LFA. Uh, he won the title and immediately got brought up, and Julian Marquez got brought in from the Contender Series, so um, that'll be a fun fight. Um, probably going to go Julian, right? Um, Julian's just a tough guy. Knows how to grind. Real real tough dude. Knows how to grind. Yeah, that's that's my pick. Just with the way he fights and, and the, the mind that guy has. Um, yeah, I think he's a good fight. So then we have uh, UFC Fight Night. Sarukian versus Gamro. Armand Sarukian versus Matuez Gamron. Uh, Armand's 18 and 2, and Matuez is 20 and 1. This is a lightweight fight. Honestly, y'all, I ain't too familiar with either of these guys. Um, yeah, like off the top. Um, I wish I'd maybe done a little bit more research before I hopped on the podcast for these guys um, because I don't really know. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to be watching. And I'm going to know who they are after that. So we'll we'll wind up seeing what I have to say uh, by the time I'm doing the 276 review. This is going to be the most recent fight night whenever I go to do my 276 review. So we'll, we'll certainly, I'll certainly have some pretty fresh thoughts on them. Chris Curtis and Rodolfo Vieira. I like Chris Curtis a lot. Um, Rodolfo Vieira is 8-1 on the come up though, so we're going to see. And then 276, you got Israel Adesanya versus Jared Cannonier. That that beat's been building for a while between them two. I gotta pick Israel Adesanya. Got a lot of love for Jared. He's a real sweet dude. He's into crystals and vibrations, and he's like a, a, a solid guy, like real real sweetheart fella. And like I would be elated if he won the world championship. To be entirely honest, but. Israel Adesanya is an anime nerd. Dude got his mama car in Kurama Orange. 
Kurama's the nine-tailed fox from Naruto. I literally run a Naruto podcast called the Konoha Companion. So, birds of feather flock together, gang, gang. He's a nerd, I'm a nerd. Anime dorks, you know what I'm talking about? So, I am out of the guy. Mm. Mm. Yeah, Alexander Volkanovsky versus Max Holloway. God, I hope Max Holloway gets it done. I could watch Max and Volkov fight at the top of the featherweight division for the rest of forever. So, fight me. Um, I really do believe that Alexander Volkov won the first fight, and I really do believe that Max Holloway won the second fight. Like, the, the stat lines for the first fight and the second fight were literally flip-flopped. Like, like, Max literally had Alex's stats from the first fight, and Alex had Max's fights. Uh, stats from the first fight and the second fight so I feel like if there was like truly coherent judging across the board Max would have won the second fight but I'm not the judges man I just know that in my heart I watched it live I thought that Max Holloway won the fight maybe I'm a fucking bopper though I will admit that I'm a fucking Max Holloway ultra bopper Sean Strickland versus Alex Pierre. <laughs> I can't even say fucking Sean Strickland's name without laughing. He's such an alpha Brad fucking dork. I can't get enough of him, bro. He's talking shit about people on TikTok. Not doing it on TikTok. He's talking shit about people who use TikTok. Um, he lives in like a fucking rundown one bedroom. Like just piece of fucking shit. Here to train and whoop ass. And like he's a fucking killer. Like the dude is literally eating sleeping breathing mixed martial arts right now and i'm not mad at it and he's also speaking his mind right even if it's controversial even if it's shit that i don't necessarily agree with i love 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 that he's willing to put himself out there and be his honest self and you know fuck what everybody thinks he's sean strickland's doing sean strickland things and so um i i i i want him to win against alex Vieira. um i know that Everybody wants the Alex Bahia rocket ship to land in the octagon with Israel Adesanya because he knocked Israel Adesanya out in a kick spot in a kickboxing match back in the day. But blah, I'm a big Sean Strickland fan. I'm not a big Alex Bahia fan. Um, not out of any like I don't have any malice towards Alex Bahia or anything like that. I just haven't developed. I don't, uh, he hasn't done anything that's been like truly endearing for me yet. He hasn't said that thing. He hasn't done that thing. Um, to make me be like, oh, fuck that guy. Whereas Sean has uh, both done things in the octagon and said things with his stupid-ass mouth hole that have made me really uh, fall in love with the character. He's an endearing fella, and I'm into it, and I, I want him to win. It's bottom line. We got Lauren Murphy versus Misha Tate. We gonna see two tough girls. Um, yeah, two tough girls, bro. Um, I don't know how to pick that. That's a coin flip, dog. Uh, Pedro Munoz versus Sean O'Malley. Oh boy, this is a step up for Sean O'Malley. This is like the real test now. We're going to see uh, just how real Sean O'Malley is. And you know, we could go off into the prelims and stuff, but that's like the main card for UFC 276, bro. We're going to see how it goes. If I, if I got to pick, I'm picking Sean O'Malley in that fight. Uh, he's young and on the come up, and I, I tend to gamble on guys on the come up instead of guys who are like defending the old guard type shit. Pedro Munoz has been around for a while. 
Sean O'Malley's on the come up. Dude's got that like young man rocket ship momentum behind him. I think that's how it's, I think it's going to pan out with him getting something pretty spectacular going on out there. But at any rate, Armchair Army, guys, I appreciate y'all and gals. I appreciate y'all so, so much for tuning in. Um, check us out on the social media platforms. Check it out at monkeymouthstudios.com. Um, love y'all, man. Love you guys to death. I appreciate all the support, uh, even though, you know, we're going to see where this thing goes, man. I'm, I'm here for the long haul. Um, I love mixed martial arts. I'm a big fan. I, I mean, I remember calling people whenever fucking the Ultimate Fighter 1 was going on and like it like watching that watching that rocket ship take off, man. I've been there. I've been been there for a while now. Um, you know, I can't say I was there for UFC 1, man, but like as a 32-year-old human, I can say I've been pretty fucking ride or die. I mean, literally for over half my life now, I've been watching this shit pretty religiously. So, uh Either way, Buffalo Trace got me rambling, guys. I really appreciate everybody for tuning in. Armchair Army Gang Gang, it's Joshua. Peace out, y'all. I caught that last little bit.